good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, excuse me. Welcome to Empowering Single Mom Podcast on today. Today is Monday. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So today is Monday. I hope y'all had a wonderful, awesome New Year. Because I know I did. I hope you put some things into place. Work some things out. Come out. This is what you, this is what you expect. You know, you probably did your vision board, whatever. So I just hope y'all had an amazing, awesome New Year's Day. So today is Monday. We're still doing our 40-day fast from wrong thinking. And today we're at day 15. Day 15 states that God is far from me. So how many of y'all may feel like God is not close to you? You feel like God has left you? You feel like God is not moving according to, you know, to your plan, your purpose? Or you just feel like God is not there? Sometimes, you know, you might ask God, like, God, is you there? I just need your reassurance that you there. Or you just don't feel him at all. But today, we're going to change that way of thinking. So today, we're fasting from the thought they say God is far from me. We must learn. We must learn not to only discern between right and wrong, but we must discern between between right and almost right. It is almost right to ask God to come down and help us. It sounds holy. It sounds humble. But you will truly be free when you discover He's already here. Emmanuel means God with us. When Jesus came to earth, he put an end to separation between God and man. Separation between us and God is a myth. The devil wants us to believe it to keep us powerless. We are separated from we are separated from God through our sins. In Isaiah 59, 2. Chapter 59, verse 2. But Jesus took away the sins through his blood. Therefore, the moment we are born again, there's no separation anymore. We sometimes feel that he is so far away, but he's not. He is here. He is there. He's everywhere we are. So, you know, there are times I might feel like God is not here because, you know, we get trapped up into sin. We're not listening to God. We're always in a rush. We're always hurrying. we always going here and there, and we just don't have, you know, that intimate relationship with God. We just feel like... I don't feel like God is here. God is there. It's the one we the one who left the rock. We the one who left our position or our place and God told us not to go nowhere. We the one who left because we felt like he wasn't there. We the one. Not God. Not not God. We. We. Okay, so we're gonna change that way of thinking today. Number one, in Psalms chapter 46, verse one say, he is our ever-present help in a time of trouble. Wow, you have to love this thought. Have you ever had a time of trouble? But notice he's ever, he is ever-present. Then it say help in times of trouble. It is his ever-present that bring us, and that bring us help in times of trouble. I'm going to tell you a situation about that later on when I get through. Um, number two, take him at his word. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. There is no misinterpretation this verse. Jesus is with you always. 
that has to warm your heart and comfort you. Take him at his word. God said he's right there with you. There's nothing that can separate you from his love. There's nothing he said. There's nothing that can separate you from him. So believe that. Take him at his word. There's nothing that can separate you from him. Number three, Christian is not Christianity is not a life or attainment, but a life of recognition. In Job chapter 3, verse 25, Job feared that his children would be cursed and that curse and that that's what happened. When you realize fear has power to produce negative results, you stop dabbling in it. When a child learns what fire can do, he no longer play with it. So, meaning like Job feared that his kids would be cursed and what happened? They got cursed. So, when you start playing... So, like, when you play with fire, fire, no, fire, you know, fire do. So, I mean, like, when you start playing with negative thoughts, like, oh, what if this happened? What if that happened? When you start dibbling in it and you and you see that it will produce whatever you're thinking about and all that type of stuff, you start playing with it. You start playing with those negative thoughts. You start playing with it and you start casting down those thoughts. But, uh-uh, that's a devil is a lie. Every time a thought comes up and you feel like, you know, you know it's not for God, but like, devil, you're lying. Like, cast that thought in the sea somewhere and go on about your business. Devil, you're lying. They will not come near my kids or whatever the case may be. You stop dabbling with it. You stop dabbling and it. Stop and just know that negative results can produce whatever you may be thinking it can produce. Number four, Christianity is about finding God. It is not about Jesus finding us. Filling his blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, taking taking us into his arm and breathing in his very spirit unto us. No, he is, he, no. I mean, now he lives in every person that has accepted him as his Savior and Lord. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, tell us that the spirit of God lives in us. So that means we don't have to go looking for God. God is already in us. We have to be so like-minded like him and be like, okay, God, I know you're going to make a way for us. I know you're going to uh, be there for us. All that type of stuff. So, you know, there's nothing. Nothing. It's not Christianity is not about, about us finding God. God is already there. God lives in us and God is with us. He made us into his image. So we are made like him. Number five, resist the temptation to pray. God come down and help us or sing your spirit. He has already came. He has already sung his spirit. Our battle, our battle is to believe this way. Whenever we feel his presence or not, he is in us. So resist the temptation to pray. I remember uh I'd be like, well, I'm gonna pray tonight, and then I get wrapped up into something. <laughs> and I forget, like, dang, I forgot to pray or whatever. So last night what I did, I said I'm gonna pray right now. Pray. And even if even if I'm not gonna fall asleep, I'm just gonna know that I prayed. So that way, because, you know, the enemy don't want us to pray. He don't want us to do nothing, to have anything to do with God. He don't want us to do nothing. So we have to resist the temptation to pray. You know, this is a, resist a lot of stuff that the enemy tried to throw at us. Like, whatever the case may be, just resist him. Number six, um, it's not us living for God. It's us. It is not us. It is not us living for God. It is us living from God. And Galatians 2, 20 say, it is no longer, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So Christ lives in us. It is no longer us living for God, 
but it's us living from God. I mean, like, we have to be Christ-like. Every day you wake up in the morning, be like, God, thank you that you touched my mind, renew my mind so I can be like you. Or be like, God, I thank you when I walk into work that people see the God is in me. Because people nowadays have to to see the realness. Uh, Me and my kids um, love to go to church. Me and my kids love to go to church. We still do, but we haven't been back into church since the pandemic. And, you know, me and my kids was talking the other day about church. And, you know, we just be talking. And my kid was talking about something about how, like, they don't like, I said, I want to go to church. I want to go to church. One do, but one don't. And I would ask them, you know, I just want to know what happened. Why y'all don't want to go back to church? So they say it's because people, Christians, pastors, just people in general, you know, they feel like, you know, they, all they do is talk about prosperity and money. If you don't have this type of money, God not going to bless you. If, you know, like how some people be like, okay, I need five, five maybe five people to pay $10,000 for this. And okay, I need another group for 30 I need $1,000. I know 30 people here that can pay $1,000. And they feel, they feel pressure into doing that. And they feel like, um... If I don't pay this, God not going to bless us, you know, bless me or whatever. So we just had a talk, you know, just talking. And I was telling them, yes, I know we're supposed to go to church. Yes, because God said do not forsake the tabernacle because, you know, that's where we're supposed to go and fellowship and all that type of stuff. But I was telling my kids, we are the church. We are the church. Meaning like, okay, we might not never go to church no more or whatever, but we are the church. That means we have to pray, read our Bible, trust God, walk in his image or whatever. So we just had that little that little talk because I was trying to let them know I don't care what they say. Like, you know, like people say, oh, ten thousand dollars, you don't have ten thousand, God's not gonna build your house or God's not gonna bless you with this. Let me tell you something. God got all the money in the world, so why would he need that much type of money? God is not limited to bless you with anything. I have seen it to where um people have bad credit, people have Creating stuff toe up on the blow up. But they got a, a house. People don't even know how they got it. I know how they got it. God opened the door or whatever. You know, they probably ain't been to church and God knows when or pay tithes or whatever. But God opened that door. I'm not saying don't pay your tithes. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I just, that was my spell for me and my kids. Like, don't have people pressure you thinking that if you don't pay this much amount of money, and tithes and all this like, that God not gonna bless you. That's what I was saying. You know, like don't think that way. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I understand how they can be kind of ignoring, kind of like all they do is talk about money. And we were just talking about how we want somebody to be real. You know, like, and I was just saying, like, I don't understand why the church don't talk about mental health because people deal with this on their day to day. Yes, I know they have like different organizations and all this time. But I feel like the church, if they say, you know, if the church is for us, why they why we can't talk about people dealing with depression, just somebody just being like on a real level, being like, I know it's like be depressed. I've been there, done that. Somebody just being real. No fakeness, just being real, not asking for nothing. Just sit down and just have that moment with your your people in your church. 
and just understand that mental health is real. That the enemy does play with the mind. That the enemy does do all types of stuff. But we were just, <laughs> just having that talk or whatever. And I told you I was going to tell y'all a story about how God is your ever-present help. I know I told you I deal with anxiety and I deal with depression. So one day I was on my way to work and I was like, you know, I just start feeling anxious. Where it came from, I have no idea. But sometimes I do know where it comes from because I feel like I be rushing myself. Like I got to hurry and get to work or just rush myself. So now this this year, I get that when I get them. I'm not going to rush. I've been doing none of that. It is what it is. I'm not going to rush myself. No more. I'm not going to do it. Nope. not going to do it. So, um, I was in the car. And I want to call somebody. You know how I like you feel anxious? Because my first thought was, but turn this car around and go home because I can't go to work. And if I would have told my kids that they would have got mad at me, to mom, you just let the enemy win, blah, blah, blah. So I would have had, had a whole lecture. Number three, I was going to call somebody. I was like, no, who's going to be up at this time morning? I don't know what I'm going to do. So in my mind, I was just thinking, I know who, who God was. I know about the Holy Spirit, all this type of stuff. So know what I did? I started praying. I started speaking in the Holy Spirit. And he, God was right there every step of the way. When I got to praying, the enemy had to get out that car. He had to just flee. And I was like, no, not today, not tomorrow, not this day, whatever. And just went on and did what I had to do. So God is your ever-present help in time of trouble. He was there for me. Just like he was there for me, he'll be there for you. So I just want to get out of this field. So today, so now we're at Think It and Say It. Think It Okay, I am not separated from God in any way. He is my ever-present help in my time of trouble. He is, his ever-present brings me help. I recognize that he's already in me. That's what's make my faith work. God is not for me. He is right here, right now. I surround my love. I'm surrounded by his love and eloping his presence. Therefore, I am not afraid. I am not trying to live for God. I am living from him. His power is in me. His presence is in me. His love is in me. And nothing, I mean nothing, can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen. So just know that there's nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. I don't care what you may be doing. You can be like, okay, I'm going to be probably like, I don't want to be, but you can be doing some stuff I don't want to talk about right now. But just know there's nothing, nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. So, that is my talk for today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. Hope you have an amazing and awesome Monday, and just know God is not far from you. He is right there with you. He's your ever-present help, and there's nothing, nothing that can separate you there. Yes, I know there are times when you feel like God is not there, I, feel, I don't feel his presence. He's just sitting there being quiet. Sometimes he's quiet. Trust me, I know. But I be praying to ask God, I don't hear nothing. He's just sitting there being quiet. Just li- he listens. He's right there. Even though you might not see him, even though you might not hear him, he is right there. And just know there's nothing to separate you from the love of God. Nothing. So until next time, y'all hope y'all have an amazing and awesome day. Be blessed.